Hello, everybody, and happy holidays from the Jiu-Jitsu Times. This is the Jiu-Jitsu Times podcast. I am your host, Kevin Bradley, joined as always by my co-host, Mr. Kevin Gallagher. And today we have yet another in a long line of star-studded guests guests to grace the, uh, us with their presence here on this show. And we're gonna we're really excited to talk to them. But before we do, brief shout out to sponsors of the show, your friends and ours. No judges needed. Your one-stop shop for all of your grappling apparel needs, like this amazing sweatshirt I'm wearing. And if these these don't do it for you, they've got you covered in tons of other ways. I'm talking rash guards, geese, modeled by a familiar face, if you know what I'm saying, as well as casual wear, so you can let everybody outside of the gym know how hard you go at it on the mats, hitting the bags. Now, any one of these could make an amazing Christmas gift, and you still have time to order, but maybe you're hurting a little bit in the wallet. Totally understandable, and we're here to help. Use the promo code JJT to knock 20% off all purchases. Help yourselves out. Help us out. Help everybody out, the world out. The world will be better if you buy some No Judges Needed gear right now. Once again, that's www.nojudgesneeded.com. Code JJT for 20% off. To bring yourself a little bit of grappling cheer this holiday season, you know, you know what I'm saying? Go, go do it. Go do it right now. Pause. Go do that. Come back. We'll wait for you. Very, very right. strong, Kevin. No judges needed. <laughs> Making the world a better place. One rat at a better time. Better place. It's just the holiday cheer. Santa is powered by no judges needed. I'm gonna say that. All right. Now, ad read over. Today we have an incredible uh, jujitsu competitor joining us. It, it, making time for us in her incredibly busy schedule uh, with, with snapping necks and cashing checks all day long. You know her. You love her. She is the jiu-jitsu grandma on Instagram, Masters World's competitor, just brought home some medals. Uh, please joining us, join us in welcoming to the studio uh, Mrs. Elaine Beristorfer. Elaine, thank you Hello. so much for joining us. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks. All right. Now, and I know for our uh, visual listener, for our visual audience right here, I know she's very attractive, but she is married. So if we could please <laughs> keep everything really respectful in the comments. We just we don't want to annoy her so we can have her back at some point. Okay, Come on. <laughs> well, Elaine, I'm nothing if not a charmer. You can ask my wife. So uh, th once again, thank you for joining us. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks. All right. Now, you just came off of uh, – you were at Masters Worlds uh, this past weekend, uh, and obviously your brackets were a little bit sparsely populated. So if you could tell us a little bit about the, the experience of getting ready for the tournament, we'd love to hear about it. Well, as with any tournament, you know, we, we, uh, we, we try to do some extra practicing. I spend extra time with my professor – and uh, some of the other people in the gym that helped me work on specific things like trying not to get caught underneath somebody, which is really bad for me. <laughs> but there wasn't anybody that came into my bracket. I thought there was a girl coming, but she got a purple belt right before the Masters. <laughs> oh, she, her coach wanted to save her from you. That was it. You yeah. <laughs> wanted to kill me once, so I don't <laughs> I fought her in the pandas. That's oh, good. Man. 
So tell me, so tell me a little bit about what happened when you got there. Because obviously, you know, there's no secret to be told that this is a difficult year to be putting on a tournament with all the COVID restrictions. So there's, you know, at a at a, at a level where there's already kind of a sparse number of competitors yourself at that at that age back at the Masters age back at blue belt female you know things are going to start to get slimmer and slimmer as you go along we also have the added uh unfortunate circumstances surrounding COVID taking potential competitors out making people a little bit weary of traveling and and, and coming along so I noticed a lot I was there too I was coaching some athletes and, and, and tra- I actually got COVID a couple weeks ago too so I had to drop out of the competition myself but I was noticing similar circumstances to what happened to you happened to quite a bit of co- competitors. So tell us a little bit about what happened to you in your matches. Well, the, the two ladies that I had fought in the World Masters last year, one of them lives in Hawaii, and she could not really travel I think, that far. And the other one is dealing with some uh, health issues within her family and she just could not be in a group in case she, you know, brought something back. So that eliminated two that I would normally possibly have fought in the World Masters and had done in the past. So that just left uh, me. <laughs> and so, so essentially, and not to say, and, this, and so I don't, I hate to use the word default, and I'm going to explain my explanation of that for a second. I'll see how you feel about that. But essentially, you won two gold medals by default simply because there was no other ladies in your division whereupon your coach who obviously wanted the team points you know strong strategic play on his side <laughs> said stay in the division you're at as, as opposed to going down or going up and wait so we can get those team points and go from there that's true and the the girls if i had gone down i would have been one girl was maybe three levels up weight wise of course they're also 15, 10 to 15 years younger, more than that. Right, right exactly. And uh, the girl that won it actually got Melody. She got her purple belt at the games after she won her match. She's really good. She's really good. So <laughs> that would have been a hard fight. And my professor was afraid I might get hurt. Right. Somebody's so much bigger than me. Right. Even though I'm afraid to fight anybody, but he could, he's concerned. No, of course, you know, and as a good coach should be. And I'll tell you, one of one of my goals and one of my responsibilities and every coach's responsibilities is to understand that athletes oftentimes don't take their own self-interest into accord when they're making decisions. Like in an athlete's mind, someone like yourself, obviously a fierce competitor like yourself, you just get someone that's willing to go lower in weight class, up in or lower in age bracket, and up in weight means they don't care about themselves. They just want to compete. So I commend you on that because that's very difficult to do, take it from someone that's a little bit older myself um but the point of a coach's responsibility is to sometimes look after their fighters and say hey you know what i know you want to do this because a fighter always wants to fight it's my job to protect you from yourself in that accord and i think that's what your coach did for you i think so yes so so my question to you is this um when we start to talk about the idea of athletes maybe only having to have one match or athletes maybe winning that that medal that you know they, they just showed up and there was nobody in the division so they, they want a gold medal um i always think about that and i always come to the same conclusions there are definitely some people and as an athlete 
you don't want to win that way. No one wants to win that way. No one wants to say no. I showed up and had one match and I won the gold medal because it takes a little, away from you, a little bit away from your accomplishment in your own mind. And there will be those out there that will look at that and diminish it wrongly, in my opinion, but it'll happen. Um, so the question I have for you is this, is, you know, when, when you see this, because I had a few guys and myself, I had two people that had one match and they won the world. And I was like, oh, you know, they won the world. But like people like yourself, particularly people that, that compete in IBJDF type formats, particularly masters people, you know, just like you said, you've competed with the same four or five girls over and over and over again. There's not that big of a, of a drawing pool for your competitors. So you girls have been around over and over again. And I'm sure that you've competed in so many events in the IBJF because I watch your Instagram and I know you, 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 you're putting yourself out there on the line. So what I tell my people is this is when, you know, you won that medal and it did, you didn't win it because you won it that day. You didn't win it because you showed up to the masters. You won it because you, you put the time in and the effort in to get to the position to where you said you're going to show up. So I'd say wear that medal proud. I say you did what you had to do and you, you deserved it and you earned it because you showed up there and nobody else showed up and you made it happen because you had to be there. You did the things that needed to be done and you got that gold medal because you wanted it and you want it and you need it and you, and you earned it. Anyway, speech over. How do you feel about that? <laughs> I suppose I would rather have come home with bruises. <laughs> Dang, away. Dang. <laughs> Sorry, Elaine. If I if I don't if I don't shut up and let you talk, I'm gonna get hate mail on this on this podcast. Elaine, I gotta I gotta just straight up tell you, I know full bodied, healthy, like 25, 26 year old like men that don't have like the pain tolerance that you seem to have. So good on you. Like <laughs> it's not that I have a pain tolerance, but once you're you know, when you're in a fight, you don't really notice it that much. I may notice next day but uh, hey i'm all in it i'm not uh i'm not thinking about what hurts and what doesn't when everything really goes true. red when everything goes red for jujitsu grandma watch out <laughs> i now i understand that you might be sick of of having this question asked and i don't want to distract from like how much of a competitor you are but you are you are a lot older than some people are when they get into the sport. You know, you've got your blue belt. So already you've beaten tons of people half your age to quit before they even get that. Um, wh what led you to jujitsu, if you don't mind my asking? I actually was interested in judo. I had taken a course when I was very young, in my 20s, for about six classes. and But they didn't teach it when we got back to my hometown. Um, they Nobody taught judo, so I just... Um, I just forgot about it until um, until I was 69. And then I called a gym and said, do you take old people? And they said, yeah, come on. So I started in judo, and my professor taught both judo and jiu-jitsu. So after a few weeks, he said, why don't you try jiu-jitsu? I went, okay. So then I was doing both for quite a while. And I still take judo classes when he's, when he's teaching them. That's oh. great. You're also you're all you're already ten times the martial arts of martial martyrs of most of us right now because none of us are taking judo and I firmly believe that judo and jujitsu go hand in hand and any practitioner that does jujitsu should look into judo. But anyway, I commend you for that. One of my matches, the only match I won, I actually uh, did a judo sweep on her. Ah, there you go, awesome. You get her down. <laughs> and if, now, now I just I hate this because now I've gotten like. 
I feel inspired to go and try judo again. And I've got a list of people that are like, you should do it. And I'm just like, I don't want to hurt. <laughs> judo has hurt me so many times. Every time I've tried it, I just end up hurt and sad. And then I go home. <laughs> judo is tough. So I got another one for you. I got, a, I got another question for you. So, um, Obviously, you're you're older than the majority of jujitsu practitioners that you're going to find out there. So, I'm just curious about, you know, going into a tournament knowing you have a big competition up like the Masters or you know or any the Pans or any other many competitions you go for. What's a training schedule look like for you a week? I mean, do you, do you cut back? Because obviously, as I've gotten older, I just can't train every day anymore. I don't have it in me. I can't put it out there. And, and you recover, you find recovery is equally as important as training a lot of times. Tell me a little bit about what your week is like, what your what your training regimen is like, diet, the whole thing. Well, I'm 72, so that does enter in. When I started at 69, I can already tell there's a difference between when I was 69 and now that I'm 72. So I try to go to two night classes a week and try to hit a lunch class during the week. So that's maybe three hours. If I'm feeling good, I'll stay for two hours at night. I had some back issues, so that's... I've been a little more careful about that. As far as diet goes, guys, I like chocolate. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I always say this. When you're burning the calories you, you, you do when, you, when you're taking any kind of jiu-jitsu on, a, on an extended period of time, you, you, you should be allowed to eat whatever you want. Or you're going to burn right through the calories. <laughs> that, you put that, in your that's interesting, though. Like, do you, do you, for competitions, do you try and, and cut weight, or do you mainly compete at, at whatever weight you happen to, like, you're, you're feeling comfortable at, like, with regards to your age? Just because I know younger people, like, they bounce around 10, 20 pounds a lot. Uh, do, do you try and maintain a, a, a diet that's fairly like normal for the for the remainder or do you, sorry well, I'm in the class that's from 108 to 118 and I normally sit around 110 or 111 so I really don't usually have to worry about it even if I'm eating more cookies than usual I'm probably not gonna get up to 118 with my gear on <laughs> you are I'm, you're very tiny it's I have when I when I saw you Today I was almost on it when I saw you on Saturday. I was almost equally surprised at at your age and how small you are. I was like, she's so tiny. She's so like adorable. And we're like, pick her up, put her on my shoulder, carry her. Around. Yeah, I'm five feet tall, so you know I really should weigh less than one ten. I just am I. It's hard to lose. Anymore. Oh, you're 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 fine. Oh, you're no, perfect, no one's judging. No one's judging. You're, you'll be all right. Whatever, everybody. Uh, I I I I immediately like one of the things that struck me the most about you that I thought was just so, so incredible um, was, I mean, you had a fanfare, like of, of all the people there, and we're talking about, you know, Levada, we're talking about Cyber, we're talking about some legendary members of the BJJ world jiu-jitsu community. I swear to you, I don't think I saw another one of them have as many people come up to them and ask to take a picture with them as you do. Like it, you're, you're, you're a legitimate celebrity for a couple different reasons. Tell me tell me about how that makes you feel. Tell me about how you just woke up one day a celebrity and out of nowhere just because you do jiu-jitsu. I'm, I'm totally shocked, quite frankly. There's nothing out of the ordinary about me. I'm just a little old lady. I mean, really, uh, that likes to fight. I mean, really. I had two older brothers. They, uh, they were scrappers, you know, so that's what I learned, I guess. But it, I'm always surprised 
when so many people come up to say hello and they're so nice. Oh, they're so nice. I love when they 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 say hello to me. I really do, but I'm always surprised. I am. I mean, you know, I, I, I will tell you one thing that you handle it better than a lot of the athletes do because I like, I don't think I've ever seen you not with a smile on your face and willing to take a picture with as many people who are waiting. Just like one after the one after the other and, 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 and happy to see them and meet them and excited to, 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 to talk to them. It's, it's, a very, it's a very refreshing thing to see. And find out where they're from. I, I mean, it's, I had one group of guys at the Worlds last year that were from Venezuela. I went, oh. <laughs> I was so honored. You know that that they would stop and and ask for a picture. These people, I really am. I feel very honored that they would just stop and take the time to say hello and tell me where they're from. You know. Does it does it strike you as odd at all that people? Uh, are are motivated or people are inspired by you? Because and I don't mean that in any. I, I find it weird sometimes too because you know I'm by no means the same celebrity as you are. But I still have some people every once in a while, especially the young kids that'll come up to me and want to take a picture with me. They've seen my Instagram post or they've seen some of my fights on 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 Flowgraph or whatever, and they want to come up and take a picture with me. And I'm always like, yeah, I guess like I don't know why I'm inspiring to you, but I guess you've got. And take a picture with you. Do you find it odd sometimes that, that all these big burly guys come up to you, look at look at you as an inspiration? I, I do. I got a, a message from Orlando Sanchez, and he wants to come to to Birmingham to do a seminar and and meet me. <laughs> a big big O. So he's a big guy. Yeah. I'm so he excited. <laughs> I got to get a photograph when it comes. That would, be, really that, would, that, would, that, that would be an amazing photograph. That would be something to see. That'll get you some hits on Instagram for sure, Grandma. Uh, no, more like that'll get Orlando some hits That's on Instagram. Exactly. That will get Orlando some <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So, that's so awesome. That's, that's, that's very interesting, though, just because you have you been, uh, for as long as you've been ju doing jujitsu, have you been solely with GB or did you move gyms uh, at all towards the beginning? Well, no, once I. Once I started at my gym with Khalifa Oliveira as my professor, I would never go anywhere else. He's been wonderful for me. He's wonderful. He's a great teacher. He's a great coach, and he's a wonderful man. He really is, and and he's the one really that has pushed me into this because I would not have really thought about competing had he said, "Hey, I'm going to take you to the worlds," and I went, <laughs> "I've never done that." He said, "That's okay," and I went, "Okay." You know, I that's great. It's it's cool that you have that much faith. It's cool that you have that much faith in your instructor to trust in him because that's something you see a lot. Like I have a lot of kids that I say hey, you should come compete. They're like, oh, I don't know, coach. I don't know. And I want to say I'm telling you, you should do this. You know, just because I believe in you, and you could do it. And that belief kind of makes them feel empowered. It's you know more more the testament of jujitsu. I I, I got I got he's yelling at me. I'm listening. I'm I'm. <laughs> do what he wants me to do but it's not that i'm not going to try um so when, when i was in one of the matches and he said sweep her lane and i did and she immediately went down and i got on top and i didn't let her up yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I i gotta ask just because it, it seems it's always phenomenal to see people of different age brackets getting finding jujitsu whenever they're supposed to in life 
when you started training, what was the reaction of, of some of your friends and family? Did, were they all on board or were they kind of like worried a little bit? Like, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> well, my husband is used to me doing a lot of odd things, so he thought it was fine. He, he had no problem with it at all. <laughs> it, to, 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 to kind of talk about that, your husband did seem like he was he was, he was used to it. Like, he's just along for the ride. My, this is my wife. Sure, I'll take a picture. Go ahead. Who's next? He seemed like a good cat, your husband did. He was. When we first got married, as soon as we got married, I said, hey, Werner, I want to go parachute out of an airplane. He went, hey, go for it. How long have you been married? Fifty-one years. Oh, sweethearts. Oh, <laughs> if you couldn't love her anymore, another little pearl just jumps out, and now she's even that much more amazing. My, my, my fiance is on the other side of the door. I just want to run out and give her a hug. I feel love is in the air. Now. <laughs> <laughs> have, 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 have you tried to push the jujitsu onto him at all? Like, hey, you should come to a class, or is he is he fine being on the outli- on the sidelines? He's, he's a tremendous athlete. He has always been. He was a distance runner for Auburn University and uh, a basketball player. He's just he's a, and still in great shape, but he has inner ear problems. And the first class he came to, when they flipped him over. He was sick for two weeks. Oh, yeah. Okay. You can't do this. Can't yeah. do oh, this. And what's his name? Werner. Werner? Well, Werner, you, you got to a class. That's more than most people. Oh, no, so hats off exactly. to you, man. <laughs> exactly. So when, you, when you're when you training on the mats, obviously jiu-jitsu is, uh, is, isn't always a forgiving uh, sport, especially – when you're when you're coming in as a white belt and you're part of being a white belt is just learning how to take a beating it's just what, what it's all about you know it really is there's no again nothing nothing you can do to change that is no matter how you want to try to walk somebody through things you, to get that blue belt you have to learn how to get get beat up and deal with the processes um is there anything that you do differently are you are you cognizant of your shortcomings through age and, and maybe physicality in your training, are you quick to tap? Do you, do you talk to your opponent? Do maybe your, your your training partners take that into account when you're training? Or how, how does that go for you? My orthopedic doctor told me I needed to tap out early if they arm bar me because I've got a, a lot of arthritis in my neck and shoulder. But honestly, I don't think about my age when I step on that mat. I mean, I, I'm just fighting, and uh, my partners tend to fight hard. Now, it, Guys, we have a rule in our gym, you don't hurt the girls. So a lot of times the bigger guys are just defending while I'm scrambling around on top of them. <laughs> well, I tell you what, Grandma, anybody hurts you, you call me. I'm going to take care of that for you. I'm sure you can. Oh, sure there's a bunch of there's a bunch of numbers in line. They'll be more than happy to take care of whatever gym bully comes after Grandma. We'll get a bus together, <laughs> just like World Buchecha, Landro, Lowe, like Orlando. Everybody will just go and stomp <laughs> stomp them out. <laughs> hey, I've been hurt plenty of times. I mean, you just if you're not doing jujitsu, if you're not hurting, that really is true. It really is uh-huh. true. I, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, this is making me feel so bad for how lazy I've been lately. Just like, <laughs> man. I know it's easy, quarantine, like, every life, but man, I, I want to, I'm going to do push ups after this. Like, geez. <laughs> Kev, you, Kev, you're getting outworked by the 72 year old blue belt, Bob. You gotta, oh, you gotta, man. You no. Yeah, no. This is, this was what I needed. God put this in my path because he's like, Kev, you've been slacking. <laughs> 
so yeah, we got a few. We got a few more questions for you. Keep talking here. Look, Kev, you got something? Yeah, else? Let, let's talk about the uh, first time, first time competing. You know, the first time you ever stepped onto the mat in a tournament setting. What what kind of what, what was it like for you? I was um, I was a little certainly nervous about it up until I stepped on the mat. Once I step on the mat, it's over. I'm I'm done. Uh, I do what I have to do um, because then it's too late to be worried. <laughs> You're there. You got to. Um, I so that's that's pretty much the way it's been with all my competitions. One girl I fought was probably a good 20 something years younger than me and, and outweighed me by another 20 pounds. Ooh, that was hard. But you know, I fought her twice. Uh, I got beat up twice. But <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, man, I, I can't, I can't express to you how much gold this is because I, I, I'll, I'll be perfectly honest with you, Elaine. Like we have had some pretty high level competitors, you know, UFC fighters, you know, multiple time world champions, but the, the the point is 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 this is that the the words that you're speaking and the concepts that you're saying, the things that you're talking about are so universal to the same things that these world class competitors say every time we have them on the show about the idea of competing. Once you get on the mat, nothing else matters. It's all about staying present and doing things at the moment you're doing. You know, we, we talk about the idea of you know, jujitsu is not a knitting class. There's nothing we can do. <laughs> You know, it's, it's going to be difficult. It's going to be hard. You're going to have opportunities where you get hurt, but you have to push your way through that because the rewards are that much better. And when I think about it on those terms, I think about how amazing the art of jiu-jitsu is, is that the, the rules of engagement, the rules of the game, the universal laws that govern us on the mat are the same for those guys that they are for you. And I think you're such an amazing representation of that. I love you, Elaine. You're amazing to me. I, <laughs> Elaine, I can do this all day long. <laughs> Elaine is the Elaine is the is the goat. You know, you're sorry, Gordon. Sorry, Bruchetta. Sorry, Marcelo. Elaine's the goat. It's decided. Um, I, I actually like more to your like. You've gotten a ton of pictures with some like the the big jujitsu names. How, what's it been reacting to some of like the, the your fellow jiu-jitsu female competitors? Because I know you, like you've got a lot of uh, love and support from them. Uh, what's it been like meeting other girls that compete at the level you do? Oh man, that's that is really wonderful. I I love meeting the other girls that are blue belts or white belts or any belt really. Uh, if they're they're out there and competing, and it it makes me want to work harder because they're so good. <laughs> You're so good. And I want to be better. I don't want to just stay in one spot. And it's harder to get better at my age, but it just, I'm going to start a, a fit, a bar fit class uh, the first of the year in my gym and try to uh, get a little stronger. Oh, man. <laughs> so, again, one, one more thing. I, I like, so. When I keep saying one more thing, I got a million things on it. Yeah, no, a trillion, billion things. <laughs> I can go on long. We only got an hour. I know you got things to do. <laughs> um, so I, did you have any? Did you have any athletic uh, backer before? Any competitive backer before gymnastics, dance, basketball, soccer? No. That's so interesting. That's so great. My, all my my family are athletes, but me, I'm the yeah. only one not an athlete. So, so you never, you never really understood the idea of competing 
on a stage in any in any way, shape, or form at all. That's that's something that's so hard no, to do. No, not really. No. Yeah, it's. I tell you, like cheerleading in high school. That was that was <laughs> it for me. Yeah, it's it's. Do you get do you get nervous? Do you get concerned about things? You start like leading up to the match. Is there is there any kind of mental or psychological process you have to do to kind of filter out the the madness to stay focused? You know, I'm not a worrier. I don't worry about things. It's useless to do so. So oh. me, it's just you just get out there and and give it a good shot. It, what's going to happen is what's going to happen. No, <laughs> you really can't plan. On. Like she's not going to worry about stuff. <laughs> but you know that that is true. That's something that I tell my competitors a lot too. Is that you know I one of the things that I talk to when I talk to my competitors when they're getting ready for me. You know, and again, there's two sides of this. They're, they're, they're guys that will look through the brackets and they'll pick every guy out and they'll go watch film on him and they'll study him and they'll pick up on tendencies and they'll ask me questions about this guy and that guy and that guy. And I tell people that you know, yes, I don't think that checking your opponent out is worthless but just like you said you know there's there's no control over what happens you never know what's going to happen when you go out there on a mat you, you, you could kind of have a general idea but you don't even know what this person you're going to compete against because has been working on for the last year six months since that last match maybe he's developed an amazing kimura trap game that you had no idea what was happening and so to hear you say things like that again helps you resonate again the, the, the tidbits you're giving are so amazing overall competition uh, strategy. It's, it's cool to hear it coming from you. <laughs> I, I would love, Elaine, I would love to know more. As, like, you, you've done a few tournaments by now. What kind, of, what kind of game do you like to play on the mat? You know, you, you've got a judo background, so are you normally hunting for the takedown? Are you are, are you more of a top player, or do you, do you play in the guard? Like, what's the, what's the game plan? Well, I try to stay on top because I'm little and I don't want to be squished. <laughs> so I, I work on trying to, to stay on top. But in my gym, I concentrate on what to do when I'm not on the top because it, it does happen. You get you get squished in the side control or mount and then uh, you better have some idea what to do. And a lot of times my brain goes, it's gone. I <laughs> don't. I get a, a, a spot, and then everything leaves my head. You know, so uh, I study a lot of videos from my. I video my drills at my class, and then I go home and watch them. Because if I don't, I walk out of class and go, "What did we just do?" I don't remember. You know, and that may be part of my age and part that I just don't have a good, good memory. <laughs> Never. Happened. So I do. I watch a lot of videos from my uh, from my classes. And things that people have posted on Instagram that I think would would be of help to me that I want to try to remember when I'm rolling. I try not to overthink it too much. Just gotta go with the flow, you know. Just gotta go with the flow. <laughs> so was there? I imagine it was. I don't. I know it's. I've been. I've, I'm aware that it is rude to harp on a woman's age. So I'm not going to try to, but it is. I think it's really interesting that you've you've been around a long time and you've seen a lot of big changes in the world. And I wanted to ask, do you think that the reaction to you, say like back when you were in your 20s, say you, you announced that you wanted to start doing something like you did, do you think you would have been met with? I'm having trouble hearing you. 
It's working. Can you hear me now? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, you're you're breaking up a little bit, Kev. I Um, think your internet's going out. Am I good now? Like the yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. We'll fix that. We can edit that out. Um, actually, hang on. I'm gonna. I'm gonna actually take the time down so I can actually fix it. All right. So Elaine, uh, I don't want to harp on your age. That is rude to do to a woman. But you, I don't you, mind. Well, thank you very much. You're incredibly pleasant. Well, you, when I'm on, I'm here. <laughs> Exactly right. You, you've been around a long time. You've seen a lot of big changes in the world. And if you could, I wanted, I would want to know. Say, go back to when you were twenty, like in your twenties, and and say you wanted to start doing jujitsu or judo or some sort of martial art back then. Do you think the reaction would have been a little bit different? Like, do you think you would have been hampered at all, or do you think you know everybody in your your sphere would have been totally fine with you going into it? If that makes any sense. It does make sense. I I don't think I would have had any problem doing it at 20 either, but I started having children and that would, would have been hard to go out at night to a class and leave the kids home with my husband who was working long hours. It would have been harder to train and to stay in the sport because my children were younger then. Now is the perfect time. What else can I do? Have uh, have the have you gotten any of the the children involved in jujitsu at all? Or well, no. My grandkids, two or three, have tried it. Uh, most of them are either too busy. The youngest, the eight year old, would like to do it, but his parents it's just not working time wise for them right now. I'm hoping they will let him start though, because I think he would really enjoy it. But the others, no. They either think it's too hard or they're too busy. <laughs> oh gee, man! If if it's too hard for them and grandma's doing it, something's wrong. You, 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 yeah, you, come you, on. You, give give him a little, give him a little talking to you, grandma. Yeah, no, come on. Show him this. this show him any any highlight reel of you do pulling off sweeps at sweeps at Masters Worlds, and like you know that they should come on, guys. Well, don't so, you really think though that people who do jujitsu, they've got to like that physical contact and fighting. I mean. It, I have a lot of very tough friends, older ladies, but they would never do this because they wouldn't they wouldn't like that kind of physical fighting that, that I do, strangely enough. I like it. It's fun for me. So one 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 I got another one for you. So uh when we start to talk about uh you know jujitsu, I'm actually writing an article about that right now, about a, a competitor that competed as a lightweight, lightweight in the super heavyweight division and the um, in the black belt division yesterday, this week, interesting story that kind of segue into it. Um, so obviously, you're smaller person, you're slight person, five foot, hundred ten pounds. Um, obviously, you are not as physical as some of your younger counterparts in the jiu-jitsu world. So. There are people that would say that you are the perfect example to exemplify what the art of jiu-jitsu really is about. It's about leveling the playing field for people like yourself through the beautiful techniques of jiu-jitsu. Um, tell me about how you feel that 
has helped you? Obviously, you're not the most physical person. You're the most smaller person. Tell me about how you focused on the techniques to kind of overcome that. Well, you know, jujitsu is very, they teach um, self-defense moves in every class as part of the jujitsu classes. And it, it certainly gives you some confidence that if you were ever in a really serious situation outside of class, uh, that you, your brain would stay intact because you would have to, you wouldn't panic as much because you have some idea of what to do. That's, that's a big deal for somebody my age, to me, any, any woman, truthfully. Well, I guess anybody, as far as that goes, especially in the way the world's going today. Um, they teach us to be more aware of what's going on around us and, and what we might need to do. I, um, I think it has a lot of benefits for people. I really do, not just on the mat and in class, but in the world too. Yeah, I, when I when I think about what you talked about, the mental wherewithal, and and, and that you keep your your aware of what's happening, you can stay calm. I think a lot of that, in terms of what makes you just so great, is this that the you know when you put yourself in these positions of discomfort, over and over and over again, when you roll, you're recreating scenarios of what a real life altercation are going to be like. We do we're doing it through a sport jujitsu format. But it's less about the actual technique sometimes and more about just learning how to pay attention and learn how to be aware and learn how to stay calm and having the confidence to realize, okay, cool, this is something I'm not going to die. I understand what's happening. Let me pay attention and start to think my way through these things. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, man. Uh, Elaine, this this has been uh, an absolutely phenomenal podcast. I know I'm, I'm personally – I'm out of questions. You tap me out. Uh, Kev, you got, you got any other th final thoughts? No, uh, Elaine, you know, I, all, all I want to say is this, is that like, I, I, I don't want to overview this and I want to make it sound like it's more than, you know, I keep saying it, saying and saying it, but like, and, and as someone that is very, very hyper aware of the jujitsu process, I've been a black belt for four years. I write about jujitsu. I cover jujitsu on all kinds of levels. I teach jujitsu all day long. It's literally the only thing I do in my life. Like, I personally want to thank you for doing the things you do, because in my opinion, you know, a person like you not only exemplifies what jujitsu really is all about, the idea of a smaller person, older person, less athletic person, learning how to defend themselves, learning how to stay aware, learning how to, 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 to conquer demons and do the things that jujitsu entails, but just the amazing person that you are and watching you, watching you on the match and seeing the absolute joy and the complete lack of ego along with the strong competitive spirit. Like I really wish that some of the current competitors in the world today could look to you for some cues on how the right way to act is because you're just such an amazing person and you hold everything that comes with that with such grace. It's, it's amazing to see you. I'm so happy you come on the show. I can't say enough good things about you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the person that you are. Well, you're very kind to say so. Thank you. All right. kind words, I mean. Elaine, I also just got to ask, do you know where I could, my, I'm, I'm looking for gifts for like my little sister for Christmas. Do you know where I could get those earrings? Cause they're just charming. They're just so charming. You no, know, I can't remember where I got them. Ah, <laughs> no. You know, Kev, we were joking at it before, but I think her husband's really going to look you up now. I mean, you know what I mean? Elaine, get out of here before Kevin. Word, tries word I'm sorry. Please don't hit me with your car. <laughs> I, maybe somebody gave it. I have a lot of Christmas earrings, 
And so I may have gotten them years ago and just don't remember. <laughs> but Belch usually has quite a few of them. So okay, well, I'm going to have to look it up. <laughs> All right. Well, Elaine. Google again, Christmas earrings. Christmas little uh, snowman earrings. Snowman. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, Elaine, once again, thank you so much for joining us here on the JJT podcast. We hope to have you back to, to give us more insights and words of wisdom from one of the the best competitors in the game, no doubt. <laughs> and uh, obviously a very, very Merry Christmas and happy holidays to you and to you, our, our listeners and viewers. Thank you for joining us. This has been another episode of the JJT podcast. Please go follow Elaine on Instagram at Jiu-Jitsu Grandma. Uh, link in the description down below. And uh, please enjoy the holiday season. It's been a rough year, but this is the finish line, folks. We made it. So let's just cross it. 2021. We'll try to be better next year. And as always, I've been your host, Mr. Ke uh, I've been your host, Kevin Bradley, joined as always by my co-host, Mr. Kevin Gallagher, and special guest Elaine of Jiu-Jitsu Grandma. Be safe, be kind, and happy holidays. Good night, everybody. Bye, guys.